Listen here, sensitive f***ing humans. Weirdish covers content regarding conspiracies, controversial topics, subjects that may trigger post-traumatic stress, and content some may consider offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Weirdish. Welcome to Weirdish. Hey, it's my turn. <laughs> yeah, it is. Wow. <laughs> Where the ish is weird. Where the ish is weird. It is weird here at Weirdish. Yes, and I am Andriana, and as usual, I am here with Brian and Marvin. And tonight we are doing part two of Weirdish. Weirdish UFOs, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you like that intro? <laughs> Uh, I had to mess with your intro, Andriana. I had to. It was fun. That's a true weirdest intro right there. It really is, yeah. So, once again, what are we talking about? UFOs part two. Part two of UFOs, man. Yeah. Uh, This is one of those subjects that will never be done. It, It will just never be done, and it's very fun to talk about. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I always get excited talking about UFOs. And um, before we were recording, I was telling Marvin and Brian that, you know, I've been going down a rabbit hole, just like getting deeper into like UFO files and stuff. And I am just blown away. Like my whole perspective has changed. So I don't know, like since UFOs part one, have you guys learned anything new that you're like, oh man, this is cool? I mean, besides the whole thing with like the uh, Nazi space program, and stuff like that dealing with UFOs. Not really much of anything else, no. I've been looking. Haven't seen anything else. What about the more recent events in the UFO field? I mean, we're in 2021, and, you know, we've gotten confirmation by, you know, the U.S. Navy that UFOs are real. It's a real phenomenon, and it's something that they've been researching. And then we have the COVID bill, you know, which gave the government agencies, I don't know, I think it's like 180 days to, like, release their information. And then the CIA did. And most of that is redacted because I've been going through it. And I'm just like, there's no point, really. But some of the documents are interesting. And then we have, um, I know it was like, like, there was this UFO sighting in Hawaii. And then last week, there was a UFO sighting over California. Wasn't that the one where the lady was like following it in her car and it was uh she described it as like being the length of like a telephone pole flying through the sky? I'm not sure. I just I remember that Hmm. they said it was blue and I found that really intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. And it disappeared into the water. Yeah. Yeah. It went into the water. Yeah. 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 Yeah, And then the one over uh, Cali. She described it as the length of a telephone pole. That's huge. Uh, The Cali one I don't know about. I think the Hawaii one was uh, Honolulu. Yeah. In, in that area. Yeah. Shouldn't this be on the USOs episode? No. Because, okay. So check this out. When I said my perspective of UFOs has changed, you know, it makes you wonder because I've been like going down this rabbit hole. And while I'm down this rabbit hole, I've come across statements that said that, you know, some people are looking at UFOs as a phenomenon from outer space. But what if it's from hollow earth? and it's from within the core of our earth and that's where they're coming from and that's why we see them going out in and out of the water because these you know cave systems that are underwater lead to hollow earth or stuff like that so i don't know i don't know how you guys feel about that i think hollow earth's a joke so i don't believe that <laughs> i don't know <laughs> I mean. because okay so hear me out hear me out and i don't want to make this a hollow earth episode we can do a hollow earth episode where we can go like really deep into like the mythology and, and <laughs> yeah really deep into <laughs> earth yes <laughs> 
Um, yeah, there's a lot to it because I'm not saying this is factual, but I'm saying it's something that should be considered when you look into all the, the information. So it's not like flat earth. I'm going to say that it's not like flat earth. You know, a lot of ancient civilizations believed that there is this underground uh, civilization that lives there so i'm just like you know maybe there is something to that and then you know the whole idea that we always theorize about what's in the middle of earth and we don't know for sure because we haven't really gone there we haven't even drilled down like a, more than a couple miles so we still don't know really so i mean when you think of it from that perspective i think there is like you know something to be looked into like i'm on the fence when it comes to the whole hollow earth uh, theory uh, as far as like me myself doing like research and finding out like what's actually going on i don't know much about it dre i hope you teach me a little some some because that'd be cool top notch <laughs> um but as far as like as, as you're um, all the information you're saying like i could see how there is it, it is possible and from the ufos being uh from within earth and they're actually going out into space doing their things and coming back that's a cool concept too you know i never thought about it like that like i was kind of on the aspect of they're all spaceships from outer space. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, I think the deepest hole was stopped being dug because the deepest hole on Earth is artificially dug called the Kola with a K super deep hole. And it's 12 kilometers deep, which is 40,000 feet or roughly. And I think they stopped because they couldn't drill anymore or something or maybe they didn't have the technology so yeah, it was like four miles down that's not a lot but like yeah <laughs> so like they hit the mantle there's no like way to like drill that deep yo right they didn't need that's not even as far as deep as marinara the marinara trench four miles ain't <laughs> yeah nothing. the marinara <laughs> trench marinara marinara whatever the fuck you say how, how mariana you say mariana mariana's trench <laughs> that one marinara sounds better i like marinara <laughs> food the marinara the spaghetti trench oh yes. god yes. let's go <laughs> i like let's that let's go there Arrivederci right here <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> that's great oh, shit, that's great I'm white Wow. Yeah. yeah. You say that every yeah. episode. I think everyone that listens is like, you know, <laughs> aware. <laughs> aware. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. But yeah, yeah. I mean, think about it like that. And then, um, you know, I was like researching, diving deeper into like the whole UFO phenomenon. And we did an episode on the Nazi space program. And, you know, the theory of them like actually going to Antarctica and making a base there and like them finding like some entrance to inner earth where they find these you know i don't want to call them alien species but <laughs> that's how the story goes so it's like you know there's a lot to consider so did they see actual flying objects out there in the story there were a lot of um sightings around that time this was after world war ii and you know it could be because there was a war going on and for some reason there seems to be like a lot of ufo activity hmm. whenever there's a war going on um i know why I bet you if I had a UFO and there's war going on upstairs, you know, because, you know, we, we live on we live on the top floor. <laughs> I'd be wondering what the hell's going on. Why the fuck they blowing shit up? You know, why are they listening to that music too damn loud? Right? <laughs> the only way to go out there is you, you use your UFO. Huh? And That's all these true. people that are getting abducted and stuff is because I want to know what the fuck's going on. You know? <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm going to ask you these questions real quick. Mm -hmm. Like, they're interrogated. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? You're like, I don't know. I don't work for the government. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. This is a bad joke. 
You know, there's also the theory that the Nazis had their own um, flying saucers and oh man, this is gonna get really interesting. And I told Brian and Marvin this too. I was listening to Dr. Stephen Greer. He was having like this online lecture and I don't want to get too deep into it because um, I'm pretty sure a lot of things he shared he shouldn't have. (laughs) And none of it is recorded. So, you know. Why don't you just get into it? Just get into it. I have to preface this because some people might be like, oh, I'm gonna Google this. And then they're gonna be like, oh, where did you get that from? He was having an online lecture. Like, you know, like you can't record it. And he said, and this is like in regards to someone asking him a question. So they asked him about the California UFO sighting that happened last week um, as of the period of time that we're recording this. So you guys can check it out. You know, UFO sighting California 2021. TMZ was actually the first to report this, which I find crazy. But someone asked him about that, right? And he had the most interesting response that I have heard. And it totally change my perspective even more you know aside from the idea that the ufos are actually coming from earth like they've been here and you know the question of whether or not we're alone in the universe you know it it was like whether or not we're alone on earth not just the universe but his response to the question even you know expanded on that to the point where i'm just like mind blown he's like pretty much proposing the idea that there are not only extraterrestrials but what would be some sort of like terrestrial aliens pretty much in here like interdimensional terrestrials okay that's that's pretty out there interdimensional terrestrials that are among us yeah sounds pretty sus i mean i can see that think of our 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 soul or our conscience that's pretty much the same thing so to speak i don't know it makes you wonder there's a lot to ponder about this but, but back to the ufo topic right yeah his answer was like you know, aside from the, the interdimensional terrestrials, um, also he was talking about whether or not, not really false flags, but he was proposing the idea that specifically Lockheed had crafts that looked a lot like UFO saucers. And he said to like any, you know, regular person, they would see it and be like, oh, that's, that's a UFO, but really it's just government crafts. And he was um, explaining the difference between them. And he was saying that we should be mindful of this whenever we see uh, like a UFO sighting. So that's another thing. Like, would the government purposely use this to like make people be like, oh, this is a mass UFO event as well. So he proposed that. And I was like, okay, I feel like he has a reason to say that because, you know, technically nobody asked him that specifically, but he brought it up. Well, he raises a good point. I mean, we don't know what the world powers are doing realistically ever so it's something to keep in mind you know i i never just go that's an alien it's something i don't know what it is you know yeah so it's very smart for him to bring that up rather than uh i feel like the ufo community as a whole just wants to force themselves to believe that it's an alien from like another planet or something but yeah it could be you know something from the government or something we don't know yeah and i just want to propose a question because usually i start off these episodes with a question but i just went straight into it this time um so you know we're starting the question late but i want to ask you guys do you guys believe that there's a possibility that all paranormal things are like interconnected like for example like what if cryptids are just like different alien species that 
are just seen without their crafts. What's a cryptid? Like Mothman? Something like that. Oh, oh, like that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's a possibility. Anything's possible for the unknown. Yeah. You know, realistically, but I I don't think that. I like to think the the fun aspect of, like, maybe someone just, like, was at the wrong place at the wrong time, got these weird fucking superpower curses put on them, and now they're like, oh, no, I gotta kill people or something. Wow. You know? So, like, a Spider-Man <laughs> type situation. Not so much Spider-Man. He doesn't really kill people, you know? <laughs> maybe he's, like, possessed or something. You mean Venom? Yo, Venom's straight up alien. Venom? Oh, Venom. Yeah, Venom, Venom, Venom. Yeah, Venom. Yeah. You said like a bad Spider-Man. Venom? Venom. <laughs> you know, I don't know much about, you know... I don't either. Okay, so I'm not alone. No. I don't know. What about you, Marvin? Do you think Do you think they're, like, connected, though? Like, the folklore of these beings that kind of look alien-y coming out of caves and... Like aliens coming out of caves, like UFOs, stuff like that. Because you know, when you when you think about UFO sightings, a lot of them happen in like wooded areas or right, like right. over. Yeah. So like, is it a possibility to you when you think of it from that perspective that they are connected? Uh, yeah, I'd like to believe that. It you know be a cool origin story. Yeah. Like for example, like what if Bigfoot was a, from a different planet oh. and he actually got <laughs> sent here to Earth because that motherfucker's in prison. So Earth is prison ah. for aliens. <laughs> you know? That's yeah, you don't know nobody <laughs> over here. They just dropped his ass off, you know? I mean, honestly, it's like, yeah, you're sent up to Earth, and then it's like, you don't know what's up here. All you know is that these people want to kill anything they don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, they're like, good luck. Oh, wow. Sorry for your luck. Let me get, get my gun. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's how um, humans got here, too. Hey, you never know. They were like, oh, we need to get rid of this species. <laughs> Just drop them off on this planet. Well, you said drop it off on this planet. They're the same, we're the same planet, if you're talking about all of Earth. No, for the universe, like Earth. Oh. No, oh. no, because, oh. okay. <laughs> Earth is a prison for the whole universe. Yeah. Damn. We are a little ass planet in the middle of nowhere, you know, out there in the Yo. middle of nowhere. So yeah. uh, I saw something funny. It was like, what if Earth is like the ghetto for aliens and i was like you know what i, th- I think it is funny we we shoot whatever we don't know yeah <laughs> and it you know and we and all like the astronauts say that earth is far you know by itself so we are the ghetto because all these aliens always come by and their spaceships fuck up and out far in the middle of nowhere you know what i'm saying they don't got triple a there's no you know space and we take the they whole craft we take exactly. the entire craft like <laughs> we don't even just leave it on bricks no more we take the whole damn thing okay Oh, All right, shit. there is no AAA over here. That shit don't work. Oh, you got reception. Sorry for your luck. Okay, a reception don't work here on Earth. Then we try to figure out how it works on our own. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Earth is not the ghetto per se, but like the uh, like the outskirts of the universe, and you know, like where like the countryside, but like not like in a the, good way. Like the sticks. Yeah, the sticks. Yeah. Oh, you think we the sticks? We're more like the swamp because we have a lot of water. <laughs> or that, yeah. Yeah, like the area that people just... They're like, I don't want to live over there. That's too far, first of all. We're like fake Neptune, you know? <laughs> fake Neptune. <laughs> We're that Faytune. <laughs> so is there is there anything that you guys in particular want to talk about? Or should we dive into these cases that I have? I think we should dive into these cases like that UFO dove into the sea near Honolulu. We should just do that. 
Yeah, shout out to that blue UFO. Hey. And you know what? The, the color blue actually ties in with this case that I'm about to bring up. This is the Cash Landrum incident. And this happened, keep this date in mind, December 29th, 1980. So you already know this is like, you know, a celebratory time. Mm-hmm. It's after Christmas, between Christmas and New Year's, so keep that in mind. And this was near Dayton, Texas. So the witnesses involved in this case, and there were a lot of witnesses, but these are like the people who were like right there. So people were seeing it from afar, but these people were like up front and center on stage with this craft. So there were Betty Cash and Vicky and Kobe Landrum. So this happened around 9 p.m. And they were heading to go play bingo at their local bingo place. But because... Yo, fuck up some good bingo right now. Wow. bingo's, (laughs) Bingo's awesome. Sorry, let's go. Anyways. So they were on their way to bingo. That's a great, great segue. Yeah, so they were on their way to, to the local bingo place. But when they got there, they realized like, oh, it's, you know, the Christmas holidays. So it's closed. So they started yeah. heading back, right? Tragic. I know, right? It just sucks. Like, how dare they close during the Christmas break? Like, <laughs> anyway, so um, Betty Cash was the driver. And while they were driving back, Kobe Landrum saw like these strange lights in the sky that was ahead of them. And these lights were like in a diamond formation. And it, it seemed like it was like heading towards the car. And it kept coming towards the car until it was like hovering right in front of it. So when they got a closer look, they saw that, yeah, this is a diamond shaped craft and it had blue flames and lights coming from like the bottom of it. So this is back to the whole like blue idea. Maybe aliens like blue or maybe they use a color code to say, oh, I'm from this planet or something. You know, I don't know how that works. Or it could be like a fuel source that burns that color, emits some sort of blue light. That is possible. Yeah. Whatever reason it it is, you know, they saw this and Betty was like, hell no. So she put her Prindle in reverse. And (laughs) 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 And she she put it in reverse. Sweet life of Sweet Zach and, Zac and Cody. Shout out to them for that Prindle thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she put the car in reverse, right? And they were they were going, they were going, but all of a sudden the the engine stalled and they couldn't go anymore. <laughs> and they were like stuck there, right, with this craft just like hovering right there. So Vicky decided that she's gonna get out of the vehicle. I don't know why. Very daring of her, to be honest. I don't know if I would do that, but. <laughs> She got out and then Betty was like, oh, you're going out? Okay, I'm going to get out too. But she was like, I'm going to be more daring than you and get closer to this craft. So she walked closer to it. And they were both out there. And like suddenly this craft just started emitting this like super high heat. And it was just like really, 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 really hot. So they decided that they're going to get back in the vehicle. So they went and when they were trying to open the, the door, the door handles were like scorching hot. They, they, they had to like remove their hands immediately and they had to like ball up clothes to open the door. So they got into the, the car. The car is hot too, by the way, because it's like right under the craft. And one of them put their hand on the dashboard and they actually left the imprint in there, like melted in of her hand because it was so hot, right? And while this was happening, they realized or more like they heard it, there were these military helicopters coming and they said it was military because it's like, it, it looked 
it didn't look like a regular helicopter. It was like the bigger t- kind, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was like 23 of them. I don't know how they counted it, but like they said, it was like 23 military helicopters. If you had to put a number on it, maybe what would it you know, wild guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it was a lot of them. And they were heading towards the craft. And I guess when the aliens saw this, they were like, nah, we're going to leave. And just whoosh, gone. And the helicopters just followed it. Didn't stop to, like, check on them or anything, right? They went back home after all of this happened. So I guess the engine started. And they went back home. And when they, like, a couple hours after they got home, they started feeling sick. So they went to see a doctor and the doctor saw them and they had like sunburns and the doctor looked at them and he was like, it looks like you guys have radiation poisoning. So he's, oh, shit. yeah, this, this is when it gets serious. So he sends them uh, to the local hospital to get tests and the tests come back saying that, yeah, you guys have radiation poisoning and it's like different levels. So Betty, since she was the closest to the crash, she had the worst. And she later died with the symptoms, by the way. But this was like years after this happened. They were uh, having side effects of it like throughout their entire life. But she had it the worst. And it was like this really, really ridiculously high levels of radiation. And, you know, we see this in a lot of UFO cases. Like all of them have this radiation that's left in either the environment or on people who, you know, were in close proximity to crafts. So they filed um, claims against the government and the military because, like I said, they said that they saw these military helicopters, right? So um, they actually met at the local military base and they were like, yo, run, run that money, right? Pay for, the, <laughs> pay for these treatments. <laughs> and the military was like, I don't know oh, what shit. you guys are talking about, but we weren't out there. And that's what they told them, right? So the military told them, talk to my lawyers, guys. Damn. And... Yeah, needless to say, the case got thrown out every time they brought it up. Even the judge didn't let them proceed with the case, which sucks, honestly, because they were just trying to get compensation and treatment. And obviously, it's going to cost an arm and a leg for radiation poisoning. Like, bro. Yeah, and also, man, people weren't as open back then as we are now. That, that's to UFO 40 sightings? years ago. Yeah, they probably thought they were crazy. Yeah, like with UFOs and stuff. Yeah, and then, you know... People began finding out about the case. And like I said, there were several witnesses that saw this happen from afar. They even saw the helicopters. But the helicopters didn't have any, like, distinctive markers on them. So you couldn't say for sure. It, You know, you just looked at it and you're like, that looks like military. So people started finding out about the case and they wanted to know the truth, right? So they started submitting requests to the hospital. And even the hospital was denying people to see the actual documents of them testing positive for this radiation poisoning. So all of that was, like, covered up. The fuck? And, yeah, like, it's really sus. It's really sus that, you know, this happened. And I think even afterwards, a couple years after that, they found out that the government actually investigated this happening. Like, there were documents that got declassified where, yeah, they actually looked into it. So it's, you know, I think that adds some credibility to the fact, aside from, like, you know, the radiation poisoning symptoms that they had, you know, the entire event you know, of them being under the craft and being subjected to that lasted between 10 to 12 minutes. But like that was long enough for it to affect them for their entire lives. For real. And, you know, um, it's interesting that this is, you know, they got radiation poisoning from this because if you guys remember in our USO episode, there was a case where a submerged object flung up from the water and flew into the sky and everyone on board either died or got blood cancer 
Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Like for just from being in like close proximity with that type of craft or creature even like yeah it's insane and you know you know what's what makes this case even more sus they went back so betty cash vicky and colby landrum they went back to where they had this encounter and the road the spot in the road it was actually burnt as well and even in the field that was like right beside it had like you know these uh burnt markers like even the grass was burnt man yeah so like you know it's not just them it affected the entire environment so if we could find exactly where in dayton texas this happened it'd be really cool if someone took a uh i don't know the name of the tool but it measures radiation yo right tested the area i have bad news for you guys what happened so people that lived around this area said that one night, a couple of days after, they saw these unmarked vehicles coming in, right? And these vehicles had people in them. They weren't wearing any identification markers on them either. They were just like, you know, mad. What do you say? Like undercover in a sense. And they dug up the road and replaced it. Of course. But, but wouldn't the grass still have been... That's if if something, you know, didn't happen. I don't know. Because it's been so long. Yeah. You know, it's been like, what, four decades? Four decades? That's, you know, the grass grows out. I don't know if it's still, it might still be in the soil. So, you know, maybe there's that. Unless they dug up the soil as well, you know. Yeah, Yeah. maybe they um, built on top of the area too. It's been so long. So there might be some type of development that happened as well. How accurate is the information of the road being dug up? Like how... Are there multiple it sources of this or what? Yeah. Like, well, how are you so sure it happened? Like, where did you where did you hear about it? In the book about them. Huh. There are several books about them, but um, you know, they they interviewed all the witnesses, and you guys can check it out. It's the Cashlandrum incident, and yeah, they interviewed a bunch of people that saw what happened. Even a police officer saw what happened, and they interviewed him as well. So you know, when you look into the case. There's a lot of red flags that tell you both that, yes, this indeed happened, and two, that it's covered up. Well, that's a shame. It would have been so cool to, like, see if it was actual, like, there was actual radiation left. Yeah, it might be in the soil, though, if they didn't build on top of the area, because this was indeed, you know, four decades ago. So, I don't know, we might have to look into exactly where this happened and see what it looks like today. Right. Well, anyone that lives in Texas in the area, if you have access to such tools, I think you can actually buy one of those monitors for like $13 on Amazon or something. You know, that might be a fun little thing to try out, you know. Yeah, if you're near Dayton, Texas, and you know exactly where this happened, please write to us if you ever decide to, you know, take on that endeavor. Try to get proof as well, like visual proof, like, hey, this is what my reader is saying. That'd be amazing. Yeah, like if you can vlog it, that'd be great. If someone hasn't done it already, I don't know, I didn't check. Yeah, it's crazy though. But I have an even crazier case. What can be crazier than that? (laughs) (laughs) Sound like an infomercial. (laughs) Stop right there though. Wouldn't uh, the government save a lot of money if they actually just told us the truth? I think. Like with this incident that just happened, instead of, you know, BSing everybody and trying to cover it up, then they had to hire other group of people to go in and pretty much dig up the damn earth to cover their tracks. They could have just been like, yo, some shit went down. This lady got burnt. Her friend got burnt. We'll take care of them. Now we got to go fix y'all town. That would have made more sense. But nah. Okay, so back then, 
people weren't ready for that type of disclosure. Bunch of sisses. Yeah. They got no, time to real. be ready for what? Think, think about your grandparents. Boomers. Yo. No, I know. I know it's the whole mindset thing, but damn, for real. They weren't ready. Nah. They couldn't handle it. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was literally thinking maybe that was the mentality the government had back then. Like, but honestly, what if they gave them a chance to try to exactly understand? like who's the government honestly. to say? But you know, what do we know? We're just sheeple. <laughs> sheeple. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think the next case is gonna shed light on exactly why it wasn't the proper time for any type of disclosure. All right. Well, let's hear it. Yeah. Okay. So this case is one of the most well-documented UFO cases in the United States of America. And it blew my mind, honestly. And I say well-documented because this is case Roswell? went... No. No, I think really? Roswell... It's not well-documented, but it's well-known. Probably most popular. Yeah. So I think that's the difference when, we, when we we're talking about cases. But um, this is the Travis Walton incident. And this happened five years before the case that we just talked about and it, this was on november 5th 1975 and this happened in snowflake arizona what a cute little name oh i know right yo yo marv you've been to arizona yeah it's mostly desert <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i'm starting to like catch a theme <laughs> with these ufos they like a lot of desert areas or like backroad country places yeah right like isolated in a sense K- kind of like isolated yeah 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 that's like that's a less common obstacles. theme yeah. uh, <laughs> less obstacles <laughs> or more places to hide from what i've you know been hearing yeah um so <laughs> this guy he was 22 years old at the time his name was travis walton and he was a logger so he was working with his brother-in-law mike rogers and the rest of the crew were Ken Peterson, Alan Dallas, John Golette. I'm so sorry if I butchered that. I don't know how to say that name. Steve Pierce and Dwayne Smith. So these guys were all loggers and they were doing a contract in the Apache Sitgreaves Forest for the United States Forest Service. And they had um, like heavy machinery with them because, you know, they were being tasked with like thinning out like 1200 acres of land around that time so you know they had chainsaws and all of that and they were trying to get everything done before it began to snow i don't know when it starts snowing in arizona i've never been there marvin do you know uh i wasn't up in the mountains so i I honestly don't know i was in the valley you're in the valley okay i had no idea it even snowed in arizona yeah like up in the superstition mountains it does snow but yeah as far as like when and no i don't know yeah, I just know it was, it was in November, so I'm assuming it would start snowing in December because they were trying to, like, uh, they were even working overtime, which is the reason why they were there in the first place around the time this happened. So when they, it was, like, around 6 p.m. when they were done, they were starting at 5 a.m. every morning and working to 6. So they were starting to head home. And while they were driving, you know, back to go home, it was one vehicle they all shared they saw the strange light that was coming through the trees from behind the hill and they thought it was the moon until they noticed the moon was on the opposite side of the sky (laughs) oh man so yeah that's like a huge red flag already right it was bright enough for them to think it was the moon like being really close but nope nope it was not the moon so they decided that they're gonna check out what this light was 
right? And they got closer. When they were getting closer, <laughs> the light became brighter and brighter and brighter. And it was like it was glaring through the trees, right? So they reached this clearing in the woods. And they see this silver saucer-shaped craft with a dome on the top, they said. And it was around like 8 feet tall and 20 feet in diameter. And Travis Walton decided he's going to get out of this vehicle and walk towards the craft. And they were yelling for him like, yo, what are you doing? Get back in the vehicle. What are you, what are you doing? Don't, don't go there. Don't go there, right? It's like when you're watching the horror movies. What a dingus. Yeah, you're watching the horror movies and you're like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> They're gonna get you, yeah. This this is exactly what happened. And so, this something tells me he 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 sounds like the one in the that group of them that would probably go out to the bar and make a fool out of himself and drink too much. You know, I, I don't maybe know. Maybe he wasn't all there in the head. <laughs> he sounds like that guy. He, he sounds like me. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say every group Honestly, of friends. You always have that one person. I'm that guy in my group, and it's. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing. He probably made everyone laugh, but he was probably like, yo, check this out. I have to prove some sort of masculinity trait. <laughs> Jeez. To like validate my emotions and feelings. You know, it's funny because um, they interviewed him several times. This case went global. Sorry, one, one sec, one sec. I find it so interesting that nowadays it's viral not global anymore oh yeah 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 have you ever thought of that i think hmm. in terms of internet you say viral and then when yeah it's like, like really now the internet's the thing it's viral not global it's like one of those things like no one ever says oh someone get the camera because we always have cameras now yeah <laughs> get my phone get my phone where's my phone yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so sorry getting off topic so it went global yeah, and when they interviewed him, he said that, you know, so I believe Mike was driving the vehicle, Mike Rogers, right? And before he even stopped closer to the craft, you know, Travis already had his hand on the door handle, like ready to jump out, right? And he said after he did that, he realized that it was a bad idea, but he was already like, oh, I'm, I'm already out, so might as well. Like he didn't want to turn back. <laughs> <laughs> Can't bitch out now, bro. You out. Well, I, I, already, I already did it. Too late. I already did it. Too late, already oh, committed. Geez. So I gotta go now. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. I, I can't back out. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, this, right, probably, so. this probably wouldn't have happened if he turned around, but nah, he, he wanted to prove himself, so Oh shit. <laughs> who was this Travis? Travis Walton, yeah. So this is a Travis on, Walton Travis. incident. And you know Travis. He got closer to the craft. You know, even after realizing that it was a bad idea, he didn't want to turn back. And he got, he got, he kept walking towards it. And he said the closer he got to it, he realized that there was this sound that was emitting from it. So, like, if you guys listen to our, like, USO or UFO stories, we always talk about the craft not having a sound, right? And a lot of people say that. I've met countless people that have had UFO experiences and they said it's silent. It's, like, crazy silent. But this guy, Travis, his description of it made a lot of sense to me. So he said the closer he got, you started hearing this sound and he realized that it was like towards the end of the human hearing range, right? Mm. He said it was like this really high frequency sound and he's pretty sure that it was like, you know, 20 kilohertz above. So, you know, we're talking about the hearing range for humans, 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz. He said it was like up there and he said it was this extremely high pitched sound and the closer and closer he got to it, 
the more he realized that the sound was alternating and it like became more nuanced in a sense. Like, you know, it was kind of like a turbine in a sense. Um, and he noted that like when he got really, really close to it, he realized that there was also a low frequency that can't be heard, but he felt it. Hmm. So he knows that there's, you know, this high frequency aspect of it and this low frequency aspect of it that's like at the edge of the human hearing range. So I found it interesting that he described it like that. And it would explain why a lot of people think of it as silent if it is outside of the human hearing range, right? Mm-hmm. So Travis, you know, I guess the closer he got to it, the more he realized it was a bad idea. So <laughs> he fell forward while he was approaching the crab. And that brought him even closer to it. So he got closer to it. Even closer than he already was, yeah. And he was like, he jumped up and he was trying to run back to the car because he was like, oh, oh, nope, nope, bad idea. But while he was getting up to run, he got struck by a light beam from the craft. So what, what do you call it? The the light beam? What do, what do people call it again? Tractor beam? The tractor beam. Yeah, he got, yeah, he got tractor beam. The John Deere beam. Whatever, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, you know, um, John, who was like one of his co-workers, he said he turned his head for, like John himself. He turned his head just for a split second and then he saw the entire woods just light up with this blue light. We're back with the blue light, right? And it lit up the entire woods. And when he looked back, he saw Travis like pretty much levitating in the air, stretched out. And he was like a whole, I think he said a whole foot in the air, just levitating. And Travis's body fell after being suspended. And they said that it looked like Travis was dead because it looked like he had no bones in his body. Like it was like that. So they were like, yeah, he's probably dead. And Mike Rogers, you know, his brother-in-law, the guy that was driving the vehicle, he turned on the vehicle and started to take off. He was like, oh, hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they said they were taking off to look for help because they were like, there's nothing we can do about that. That's like that. He needs professional help. Right. And this was back in the day. They didn't have cell phones. So they had to like find the nearest place that they could call the police, obviously. Right. They had to find the pay phone. The pay right phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had to find the pay phone. Yeah. So they stopped a couple miles ahead. And um, Ken Peterson, one of the co-workers, he got on the phone and called the police department and he was like hey my friend is missing and i think something really really bad happened to him yeah well if he told the truth yeah they would think it was a prank <laughs> call like, this is yeah. a prank yeah so he yep. was like we need we need professional help we can't like just tell him oh it's a you know this ufo you know yeah killed our friend right because in their heads they think he's dead so you know they wanted the police to believe the story enough to go out there so he can get help but the thing is when they got there there was no body. Travis was gone. He's disappeared. There weren't any footprints, nothing. He was not there. They searched the area. The police met them. They couldn't find him. So the police decided to turn this into a murder investigation. So they thought the group of friends killed this guy. Yeah. So they, they were going to be investigated as murderers. So think about it. Like, obviously, when the police met them in person... They told the police officer the true story and the police officer didn't believe it. So he was like, yep, murder investigation. And he called the (laughs) sheriff. Holy shit, right off the bat. Nobody believed them. Nobody (laughs) believed anything they said. And they were scared because 
um, they told him that they had to take a polygraph test. And, you know, polygraph tests aren't that accurate. It's, it's more like they're measuring your stress level rather than mm-hmm. them measuring yeah, the truth, yeah. right? So they were like, oh, frig, we're probably going to fail this. And people were telling them, if you guys take that, you guys are going to jail for murder because you guys... <laughs> You guys are probably still freaked out about what you saw, and they're clearly not going to believe you. There's no body. Your friend is missing. You guys had chainsaws with you. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just felt a really bad situation that you can be in. I mean, think about it. It kind of makes me not want to, like, investigate anything if in case anyone goes missing, because... You know, who wants to be tried for murder, right? Right. Especially if you know you didn't yeah. kill this kill guy. Kill nobody, yeah. And there are there are also wrongfully convicted people every year for murder. That too. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people usually say no body, no case, right? Yeah, right. That's not true. Nah. That's not true, yeah. You know, what, what's funny, before we get back to the story, is... Um, when they contacted the police, when you were saying all that, I was like, what if they, like, murdered their friend and this was, like, their cover-up? That's the thought the police officer had. Yeah, but this is also my mind, like, trying to figure out every single aspect of, like, what possibly could have happened. Yeah. Or maybe, like, he ran away. Maybe he was terrified. Maybe he ran away. Maybe someone else came by. Like, here, we'll, we'll go into our, our thoughts of what could have happened after the story. I'll hold that till the end. Before I go on a tangent because there's a lot of thoughts going through my head yeah and I'm pretty sure the officers had the same thought process as, as you and I think any person any logical person would you know take that route because who's gonna believe oh you know he got zapped by a light beam from a UFO craft and I mean we thought he was dead but his body's missing now like bro that's that's serious that's some serious allegations right there and what made it worse is that, you know, usually when people get abducted, it's for a few hours. This guy was gone for days. So each day added on top of that. Oh, so he came back. Days, five days after. Okay, yeah, we'll finish the story. <laughs> five full days after he came back, right? And this is the thing. He came back and he had no memory of what happened. He had no recollection of it. So he's still thinking that this is the same day that, you know, they were in the woods and they were working and he just got off of work and like he can't find his friend. So he like walks to the nearest payphone and he calls, I think he called his mom and she did not believe him. She thought it was a prank call. She, she already thought her son was dead. So she didn't believe him at all. Poor lady. Yeah. So, you know, he felt bad about it um, because, you know, everyone, you don't want your mom to worry. Usually you don't want your mom to yeah, worry. Yeah, of course. So he eventually convinced someone to pick him up and they took him to the hospital and no one believed that this guy came back even when he came back everyone was like freaking out because uh at this point it had what, a lot of was he officially announced dead no he was uh, he like, was announced an missing obituary and everything no he was announced okay. missing so it wasn't long enough for him to have an obituary it was just five days but people already thought he was dead Every, yeah. even his mom thought he was dead she didn't even believe the the ufo story that they told her and this was already all over the newspaper. This was being reported all over the states, by the way, which, you know, back then, you know, they didn't have emailing systems or anything. So, like, the news just spread all yeah, over. They, they had messenger pigeons back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were using Morse code, right? That's how you sent tweets back yeah. then. 
<laughs> Obviously, we're joking, but like, you know, this story was already going all over the world. This guy, when he came back, right? He, like I said, he didn't remember anything, but he had people all the way from Russia calling him. People from China were calling him. This went global, guys. This was a huge story. It's well documented. That's why I said it's a well documented UFO case. And they were like newspaper articles, front page, talking about what happened to him while he was missing. And when he showed up, everyone was like, what the hell happened? So obviously, everyone, every media outlet was trying to get in contact with him.、Um, they were outside of his house. He couldn't even walk in his own town peacefully without people being like, that's the guy, right? That got struck by the blue beam, right? So everybody knows this UFO story. <laughs> and they still didn't believe it. They didn't believe that. They thought he was like trying to like make some type of hoax. So this is like back to the idea, like, you know, back then it wasn't the perfect time for any type of disclosure. And obviously, you know, I don't think the government wanted this type of story out either, but this just, you know, this was the type of story that was so global that you can't cover it up. Like everyone already knows about it. So they wanted to give him a polygraph test. Travis, the guy that got abducted, they wanted to give him a polygraph test because not even the police believed it. They thought that they orchestrated this hoax to get attention. And the thing is, he can't remember what happened. Like he just thought it was the same day. Like I said, he has no recollection of the missing time. He was scared to take a polygraph test because how can he pass something that he has no memory of? Right. First of all,、yeah. and the police were threatening them. They were like, if you guys are lying, you're still going to jail. So you might not be tried for murder, but you're going to be tried with something else, right? So they just they wanted these guys to go to jail, obviously. Some family member, they found out about a UFO researcher that lived around the area. And this UFO researcher happened to know how to do regression hypnosis. So. You know, to alleviate the pressure of him not remembering anything,、um, they put him through regression, right? So that he could remember exactly what happened. And he started to remember, and it's the weirdest thing. And guys, all of this is documented, by the way. So if you want to hear him tell the story himself, there's this really good documentary. It's on Amazon Prime. You don't even have to pay for it. It's the true story of Travis Walton. Check it out. It's really cool. They have everything. No way. It's free. It's free. If you have Amazon Prime. Sure, I'm g o i n g to check that so, out. I am checking that out. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and they have all the documents. They have、um, the polygraph test. They even interview the polygraph examiners. Everybody got interviewed. Each person that was there, even Travis Walton himself got interviewed. And not to go too off topic, but what I find really interesting is that whenever I start researching something, like it would be like the week before, or the month before, you find out that Joe Rogan interviews the same people that I'm talking about. So Joe Rogan <laughs> has an episode that he released this year in January, which was last month with this guy. So he interviewed him as well. So if you want to hear it from him too, but I highly suggest a documentary. Yeah, I'm going to check that out as well.、Mm -hmm. Joe Rogan. Rogan's got it down for how to do podcasts, man. Shout out to his research and development team, too. Because, oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they nail everything. Because as soon as I find out something, they're already on it. So, you know, I'm blown away by this case.、Um, all the documents are in the documentary. So, check out the documentary on Amazon Prime. You can see、um, the statements, the、um, interrogation that they went through, everything. But I'm just, you know, giving you guys a summary of what happened. But if you want to see everything, you want to see the woods that they were in, everything, they, they go through all of that in the documentary. So check it out.、Um, you know, back to the story though. What Travis remembered is remarkable. And this is in the documentary. You can hear him going through his regression. You know, not to plug it too much because obviously this isn't sponsored. But he said he was on a table and there was this light above him. You know, typical abduction story. 
but he thought he was in a hospital because it looked like, you know, like a medical place until he saw some gray aliens, you know, right there standing over him. Like I said, typical abduction story, but what I find intriguing is that, you know, when they were done, um, there was this man that appeared in the room and he said the man looked like any other normal person. It was this tall, blonde-haired really? guy. Yeah, and you hear this a lot, by the way. I think even in our um, not-season space episode, I brought this up. I, I think I brought it up. So there's this really tall, blonde guy, but he was wearing like a space helmet over his head. So even though he looked normal, he was wearing a space helmet, which I find interesting. And Travis was trying to speak to this guy, asking him questions, you know, about where they are. But the guy didn't even respond to him. He just like grabbed his hand to follow him. And he took him down this corridor and they went into this open space where he said he saw two like smaller saucer shaped crafts like just parked there. So I guess he was like on a mothership. But what's really crazy is he said he saw stars. So I don't know if they took him out of space, but he saw stars like they were like surrounded by stars. And I find that really interesting. But yeah, he saw these two like really small like chrome shaped saucers. And there were other like humanoid beings that looked like the guy that brought him in the room. And he said he remember being placed back in the field eventually and looking up at the saucer just like leaving. So, you know, after he had this regression, obviously he started feeling uh, comfortable enough to do the polygraph test. So all of them do the polygraph test. All of them pass the polygraph test. I think they had to redo the polygraph test um, even just to prove that, you know, it, what they're saying is accurate. And they passed it again. And um, they had to get the opinion of another polygraph examiner to be like, you know, is it possible that they lied about this? And the other guy, um, he was like, you know, I guess he had more training or more experience under his belt. And he went over the polygraph examinations and he was like, it's impossible that all these six people have the same story and pass every time. They said this had to have happened for real. You know, as far-fetched as it sounds, there's no way that they're faking this. And even the officer, you know, that originally looked over the case and, and was there with them in the field when they were like looking through and they even brought dogs, by the way, to like try to smell if, I guess they were cadaver dogs, you know, Marvin's favorite dogs. <laughs> they couldn't pick up on anything, so... Well, yeah, I don't think we've sent dogs to outer space to smell <laughs> alien shit, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so... How would they know? Yeah, and <laughs> this case is, is very interesting because you have multiple people from different, you know, disciplines checking over at all the details and all of it passes. So it makes you know this is true even when you um like listen to the interviews you can tell these guys are genuine they're not lying about this experience so you know i don't think it's a hoax the documentation shows that it's not a hoax and i think it was like two or three years after they sent people out to do a field survey in the woods you know with the whole like radiation thing that we're talking about they went there and they took samples from the trees that were around the area and guess what they found radiation in the rings of the trees mm -hmm. and it was like oh, high levels of radiation they compared it to being the no same shit. type of radiation that you would see in chernobyl wow it was like that high yeah hell fuck finally some sort of fucking proof that's why okay so chernobyl the most radioactive incident to ever happen on earth and there's still massive amounts of radiation decades after it happened 
Mm -hmm. So I was curious. That's why I was so curious about the Dayton incident, because we don't know how much radiation these crafts or beings or whatever emit. So I find that so cool that there's still radiation or was radiation found on that high of a level. Yeah. And the the fact that that's still documented. Yeah. Is that's that's incredible. I'm so happy about that. Back to Texas, it could still be radioactive. They probably put like a walking path on there. You're just walking down the road, beep, 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 beep. You don't even know what the hell's going on, but you're walking through radiation and you didn't even know it. It might not be as high of a level if they built on top right. of it. But I'm not a, you know, a radiologist or anything, but I personally wouldn't know myself if they can still measure it, at least at that area. But I know this one, they have, you know, they have it documented. But technically in that Texas case, they have it documented too, but it was like on the people. Right. So, you know, it is a fact that, you know, even Betty Cash, she died from her symptoms from radiation poisoning. So I think that alone, you know, gives truth to the case. But yeah, this one, this one is, you know, interesting because you actually see the radiation in, in the trees and it was several trees around the area. So all of them had it and it had it on one side, you know, 180 of it that was in front of the craft, all of them in that area had the radiation. So it showed that it was a circular craft. Yeah, circular. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in that, yeah. That's so tight. Wow. And there you have it, folks. UFOs are real. <laughs> so Travis Walton has an interesting theory about why he got abducted, by the way. But, you know, what reason do you guys think people get abducted for? Because his reasoning is way more optimistic than usually what people think. Curiosity? Curiosity? Oh, uh, yeah. Like the rover? Are, are you, are you talk, You're talking about what reason the alien entities involved would abduct yeah. a person. That's yeah. what you're asking? Okay. Yeah. I mean, if I were an alien, I'd be like, hey, yo, Biffy, look at the hell. Look at this shit. Look at this motherfucker right here. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I'm looking at it. Just because. You know, what if, you know, Brian and I are out and, uh, you know, patrolling the cosmos and we end up on Earth and we're drunk as hell. Oh, fuck. That's a Why great... Not? fucking night dude <laughs> Yo, oh, let's hey. get it <laughs> no, <don't>. oh <laughs> man i'm just saying i'd um, be so, curious man well i'm i must say you influenced my answer a bit because you said <laughs> his outlook is very positive yeah um you know i'm gonna say both uh beforehand before you said positive uh maybe it was so they can understand more about other entities in the you know universe that could be a threat or could be weak enough to overtake their society for resources hmm. but uh once you said uh his outlook is very optimistic maybe it was there's a society out there that's that wants to make contact but they're being very hesitant and they're being very uh in our terms humane about taking those steps and seeing whether or not we're able to you know adapt culturally and societally and eventually absorb them into our life maybe i like that answer that's a cool answer yeah a any more theories you guys want to shoot out before i tell you what he thought maybe the person or person um man i feel wrong saying the word alien because i feel like that's like a negative term but maybe the uh, 
alien species or entity involved uh, was honestly on this intergalactic food network show and wanted to try some Earth cuisine. <laughs> and here you have people. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, not necessarily eating people. Maybe they were like, hey, we heard about this intergalactic chef, uh, Guy Fieri or Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> are you him? Oh, my God. Are you are you them? And they keep on getting the wrong chef. Uh, that's another theory. But other so, than that. All I'm hearing is like, take me to your leader, but instead take me to your best chef. Yes. Take me to your culinary master. <laughs> wow. This Maybe. guy. This guy. You know what? If I were an alien, I would be all about, you know, trying new foods as well. So honestly, I, I like dude, that. Honest fucking lead. <laughs> sorry. I'm so hyped about trying alien food. I am so hyped about it. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god! I love That's... food so much. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Yo, Yo, fuck me up with that like alien cuisine, dude. Burius from Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> I was trying to oh, try different alien shit. foods. That's funny. So, I'm so sorry to take us off on the rails here, but fuck me That's up with awesome. alien cuisine. Hell yeah! Especially <laughs> if it's good. Intergalactic culinary goodness. I was like, Yo. yeah, maybe maybe they were trying to eat him. He woke up on a table, but like, you know, I'm, no, I'm Damn. joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Honestly, though, okay, if you were sent on a journey or just on a journey and you just so happen to come across something you're not sure what it is, are you going to restrain it for your own safety? Yes. Yeah. I mean, he was, yes. he was trying to run away, though. Like, he got close, but he was trying to run away as soon as he got close. So. And that's probably why, like, you know, him, like, tripping probably scared the shit out of him. Yeah. They don't know our mannerisms. You know? And that's why they 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 shine the light on him, and they're like, nah, you need to sit still, yeah. bro. You they're like, moving. no, this is our defense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, Marvin's got it. That's their defense <laughs> and then, you system. know, they took him with. Like, they probably, for all we know, they tried to go home with him. And the... The yeah. one that's tall and more human-like, he was probably like, nah, you need to bring him back, okay? You need to put him back. You never know. Damn, it's like man. It's like when you're a kid and you're in a store and you grab something, your mom is like, put it back where you got it. <laughs> yeah, pretty like that. Like oh, that. man. They robbed <laughs> like the... That. Earth is a convenience store, and they robbed that shit with Travis. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect, Travis. Yeah. No disrespect. You're more than a candy bar to everyone in this world. You've done... You're part of the largest story, but like, damn. <laughs> uh, real talk, though. Oh on, on a real note, yeah. that that gives me like, I hate Marvel. By the way, I hate Marvel. I hate their movies. The only one Marvel movie I enjoyed was Guardians of the Galaxy. It gave me like, oh, I I like the beginning when he gets abducted, and he's just kind of integrated into that alien society. And I honestly really hope that that is what happened to Travis. Maybe that was something that happened. Anyways, let's hear about his optimistic outlook on <laughs> okay, aliens. <laughs> since I went on that tangent about fucking alien food. I'm so sorry. No, alien food is great. I apologize. Um, no, that was great. Travis said he thinks that when he was near the craft and the beam grabbed him, they realized that they broke him and he probably actually died when he fell and they were like 
oh damn i broke it now i have to fix it so they you know decided hey let's take him on the craft and fix him and then bring him back and you know that's what he's thinking that makes sense with uh what was his brother-in-law who said he fell a lo- the way he fell it looked like he didn't have it any bones like he had no bones it was one of his co-workers yeah but oh, one of his yeah, he said yeah. yeah it looked like he had no bones no muscles like he, he just was crumpled up so yeah so they probably did break him yeah <laughs> wow did you, did you guys ever see the uh the movie elysium no, no. so ba- long story short uh there's poor people and rich people. Poor people live on a post-apocalyptic Earth. Rich people live in a spacecraft that's like utopian society. And this guy wants to get onto Elysium, which is like utopian society spacecraft, to heal somebody of like, I, I believe it's some cancer. It's a, a big sickness. And in Elysium, they have these beds that are like incubators you lay on it goes over you and it will leg- legitimately like heal any single ailment crack bones any sort of pain that i don't know that reminded me of that like what if there are there's technology out there what if there's technology out there that is able to repair any sort of like physical and mental impairment so there's apparently and this is me saying a Keep in mind, I'm, I'm saying apparently there's an alien species in outer space. So these this 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 alien species, they're apparently really technologically advanced, and they can fix anything, like anything, like whatever you have, they can cure it. And yeah, it would be interesting that um, you know maybe these were the beings that abducted him. I don't know. Well, you know, there's good and bad people on Earth. So it makes sense for there to be good and bad species out there. Good and bad, yeah. I want to ask you guys a question. Do you think, as a human race, we are ready to try to populate another planet? According to Elon Musk, yes. So I, I don't know. I'm asking according to you. I want. I want. I don't think we're ready. No, we're not ready. I don't think we're ready yet. No, I honestly don't either. I personally think we should focus more on us as people first before we and like what we have going on here on Earth as opposed to trying to figure something else in the cosmos. Like we don't even have our shit together here and this yeah. is our home. Exactly. And, you know, we're divided as a world. Exactly. Yeah. Another thing, the, the United States of America, our culture, when people talk about the entire world, I'm not sure if it's like this in other countries, but the U.S., we basically think of the entire world as the U.S., a big majority of us. Yeah. And so, you know, as a human race, as one race, one world, I feel like we are not ready to try to populate another world. Because what would happen if, you know, there's different parties on Earth that are going to war? They'll try to take that shit to another planet. Who knows what the fuck will happen there? Exactly. You know, and who knows? Maybe the people that do colonize Mars, when they successfully do it, who's to say they won't be like, no, we're going to push away from Earth. We're going to try to do our own shit. Fuck Earth. There's a rapper out there that a lot of people know by the name of Lil Dicky. And there's a song called Pillow Talk where he says, Earth go hard. And I think you're fucking wrong for saying that, little Dicky, because right now I think we're a bunch of pansies that don't know how to get over ourselves. We can't colonize another planet this way. We cannot join together as a human race 
to colonize and expand our horizons, expand our race in other galaxies. Andriana's so ready for me to be done with this. No, so I'm just wrap up. I'm just like <laughs> I'm just like he really just quoted little Dicky like <laughs> I really quoted little I, I quoted little Dicky, yeah. He says Earth go hard. You know? And we don't. Nah, not so. I agree. Certain civil, certain cultures do, but no. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think yeah. the hardest fucking thing you can do is to say, "I fucked up. I'm wrong for this. I apologize. I want to, you know, I want to be one with you, mm -hmm. and let's work the shit out." But I see a bunch of pansies on Earth right here, so we're. In, I I don't think we're ready to colonize. I, first of all, we shouldn't even be colonizing, but um. I, I just I yes. just think that we should um, work on, you know, being in harmony with each other rather than going to war with each other before we move to any other planet. Because, you know, if we're warmongering on Earth, we're going to warmonger in space. And, you know, we don't need that. No, you're, you're because such a hippie. Somebody's you're a hippie. Oh. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a hippie. <laughs> I'm a tree hugger. No, I'm not I, even going to lie. I, I was saying it as a joke, but, but it didn't come through as well as I... I am a tree hugger, guys. Like, I love yeah, nature so, so much, and I hate what we're doing to it. But, you know. Why are we still driving cars? We can save this for season two. Why the fuck are we still driving those ancient-ass cars? Don't we have a water episode yeah, coming up, Yeah, that's a season too? two topic. Let's, mm -hmm. Yeah. Do. Season two is going to yes. be fucking fire, dude. Fuego. Especially if you have listened to all of our, like, episodes where we build a foundation for the topics that we will expand on. Like yeah, season two will be fire because you guys are gonna already gonna have like the information that you need to like fully understand the concepts that we're gonna like dive into. So I think that's pretty cool. I, I'd like to ask one more question. What is like one thing you've thought of, no matter how far fetched? What's one thing you've thought of besides like wanting to expand the human race on Mars? What's one thing you've thought of that? is a reason why we would be wanting to colonize Mars. Hypothetically speaking. Hmm. Literally, everything's out there. Everything is out there. Okay, so hypothetically speaking, I think one of the reasons we would want to go to Mars in particular is the possibility that it used to be the same as the Earth that we live on now and there was some type of war that, you know, caused us to have to move off of it because the environment wasn't that great anymore and we needed another planet that we could live on. So, you know, that's the Mars theory for me because, you know, every time there's like some new research paper that comes out, they're like, oh, yeah, Mars used to have this atmosphere that it no longer has. Oh, Mars used to be covered with land and water. You know, it kind of mirrors Earth in, in a lot yeah, of like ways. like river systems and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I think wanting to go to Mars would allow us to explore the possibility of humans actually, you know, originating there or living there in some point of time and ruining it. And yeah, it would allow us to see you know exactly how that happens but that's like like you said you know we can say an out there theory that's my theory i don't know about you guys what do you guys think i mean fuck why i should have went first i can't top that <laughs> no any any it's you can say anything anything dude mars Mine is, is like, uh, you guys will be like really <laughs> mars could be like the checkpoint 
for intergalactic, uh, you know, drug mules and Earth. <laughs> like a rest stop. Exactly. Like, look, bro, you can't come. You can't come all the way to Earth with that. But if you put in an out trunk, we'll make it past customs for you. All right. And we split you off on top when we get back. Honestly, dude, he- he- hear me out on your theory. First thing that comes <laughs> to mind with me is like, OK, so we are humans. We have to live close enough to the sun far enough away so we don't freeze or burn you know well there are reptilians like actual reptiles that live in hot climates but they die when they're cold you know we're we're talking about like a multiple kind of intergalactic species here maybe mars would be the perfect epicenter road stop you know per se Mm -hmm. for intergalactic species in this galaxy in the system you know so that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, it's, it's not far-fetched. I, li- I like the idea of it. I mean, especially, you know, being a fan of... Yeah, man. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> man. <laughs> no, I said, yeah, man, that's not stupid. Especially yeah. being a fan of what? Anime. It makes sense. Yeah, true. I, yeah. I feel like your theory was based off of anime, by the way. But, you know, <laughs> what about you, Brian? Nah, dude. Uh, mine is... I feel so dumb bringing this question up now, but I'm going to do it. So maybe, just maybe, we are being controlled by some other, not controlled, but, you know, like uh, taken advantage of by some other alien species. And they're like, hey, you know, reptilians, I I don't know, reptilians, something, but they're like, yo, (laughs) we want to eat humans, but we don't want to do it on Earth. So maybe if you start colonizing on another planet far enough away, we can farm humans. We won't feel too bad. Oh my god. <laughs> they can farm humans. I, I I heard this is why so many people go missing a year. So, you know. Yeah. So your theory is you think that it would make it easier for them to eat humans if we move to Mars? Uh but yeah, my my theory was uh so maybe it's so they can farm humans on Mars somewhere away from Earth for a feeding ground of some sort. That's creepy. Awesome. Yeah, and and maybe, and maybe, just maybe. Sorry, I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> it's pretty bad. And just maybe they are planning on picking select people to colonize Mars, and one of those people will be essentially a sociopath, very persuasive, starting a cult, and will say, "Hey, you know, we really do have to do like human sacrifice. It, it's." I don't know. This is a big thing. I've thought that's about. a huge conspiracy. <laughs> I'm not Very even gonna huge. lie. I actually, Very I'm intrigued huge. by it too. The the implications of it is. But I mean, you never know, though. Hell, shit. What if they touch down on Mars and it's Tremors? Yeah, the real fucking movie. You know the movie Tremors. You don't know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You don't know. We yeah, it might be like that terraformer anime where they went on Mars and then they have like these this uh insect species that just like slices you up and I don't know if you you guys have ever seen that terraformers no Mm-mm. no it's great it's highly recommend it if that happens when when they go to Mars bro man I don't even know if it's they'll tell us about it they probably won't tell us about it oh yeah we good just send more people down we'll be all right. The thing is, it's a one-way ticket, so how would we know if, like, the communication you're getting is actually a person? What if they clone them? You know, that's another theory, like... So, closing thoughts, guys. 
Travis, thanks for hooking it up for your experience, man. Sorry you had to get all your bones broken and brought back to life from these aliens for us to realize that aliens are real. Honestly, yeah, I, I, I'm so glad Andriana brought that to our attention, and I'm going to watch that on Amazon yes. probably in the next few days. And Hell yeah. I just want to say he lost his job, by the way. They lost their jobs from working what from the, the Forest Service. Yeah, for wow. the They should States sue the Forest, Forest Company because they're the ones who told them to go on in the first place. None of that would have happened if they want their cutting trees down. True, yeah, but, yeah. you know, it's just, you know, I, I don't think the government wants anybody working for them that's like, I got abducted by aliens. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, true. But yeah, closing thoughts for me, man, is like, keep an open mind. And I truly now believe that, you know, UFOs will cause radiation poisoning. Oh, yeah, we've seen countless cases now yeah, so. going over them. It's just, it's wild. Personally, I feel like it's not purposefully done by them. It's just their way of getting around. Like, ours is, like, fossil fuels, if you still want to believe that, but gasoline, yeah, petrol. So, what about you? Oh, ending thoughts for me is that, you know, I think we need to stop looking at this phenomenon uh, with tunnel vision. I think we should also consider other aspects, other things that, you know, um, you would see more categorized in something else. Like I said earlier in this, like, you know, what if they're all connected rather than, you know, us putting them in subcategories like this. We have cryptids over here. We have this and that over there. And then we have aliens over. I think we should also consider the possibility of everything being interconnected in a weird way. And, um, also the possibility of other types of beings rather than extraterrestrials what about like you know dr stephen greer said with the interdimensional stuff like i think there's a lot that we need to you know broaden our horizon so maybe we can get the bigger picture rather than just focusing on the small details those, those are just my ending thoughts beautifully said i agree 100 mm-hmm. uh, uh so uh andriana where can they find us <laughs> If you guys have anything that you want us to share or any stories that you want to share with us, or if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on Instagram or Twitter at Weirdish TV. You can also send us an email at that's some weirdish at gmail.com. Or you can go to the website weirdish.tv slash contact and send us a message that way. And we will look forward to hearing from you. And guys, this is a series, so we're going to be back with more UFO stuff. And who knows? We might get some interviews. <laughs> Look out for that. Please. With that, that's some weird-ish. That's some weird-ish. That is some weird-ish. <laughs>